So I had just gotten a brand new job working for the American Embassy in Malaysia, right? And when I first walked off the plane in Kuala Lumpur, I got kind of nervous because there's a huge banner that reads, anyone possessing illegal drugs will be killed. Well, thankfully, I didn't have any of those. A driver actually meets me at the gate, takes me to this palatial home, and tells me this is where I was going to live. A beautiful lady comes out and says she's the maid and to just ask if I need anything at all. (laughs) And you know, I'm from the Midwest, so this is awesome. I go for a little walk and discover that my new home sits next door to a house with a sign reading North Korean Embassy. North Korea. And when you think of North Korean officials, you might picture unsmiling folk dressed in 70s-style pantsuits like Kim Jong-il and nuclear weapons and all that stuff. But nothing could be further from the case for these fellas. Only personal friends of the dictator get let out of North Korea for diplomatic missions. And an assignment like Malaysia was like a get-out-of-jail-free card. And they played it. North Korean royalty. They had the BMWs, the fat sunglasses, the white, white smiles, the pinstripe suits, and the shiny shoes. And every night, right next door to me, they had a party, a blowout, with the ladies and the laugh and the shouting, all kinds of noise, blaring techno music till four in the morning, right when I'm trying to get some shut-eye. Quiet down! Sure, I could pretend that I was upset over their lack of neighborly consideration. But the real problem, what really burned me up was that nobody, nobody ever invited me over for their good time games. Sometimes I kind of wander near the house, you know, but then these big guards would come out and make sure I kept a step in. And it became kind of an obsession. I had to get in, I had to get in, I had to get in. And one night I figured that if I couldn't go in the front door, maybe I could try the back. I went to my backyard next to their backyard. And that's when I saw her. An Australian woman I kinda knew. She spoke in a low voice to a North Korean man. She handed him something, and he handed her something. Drug deals look the same no matter where you are. Then he looked over, and he saw me seeing him. And there was just this anger. Not like he was mad at me. He was just mad mad that I had seen the dirty laundry. And when the woman left the house, I caught up with her. What's going on? She told me. She didn't care. See, North Korea was out of hard currency. So the home office told every foreign mission they had to pay their own way. And diplomats are allowed to take diplomatic pouches inside foreign countries without passing through customs. Normally, this is how you bring in documents and spy stuff and such. But the North Koreans... Royalty or no, they had to make money. So they filled diplomatic pouches with illegal narcotics, marched right by customs, and sold their wares on embassy grounds like two-bit drug dealers. Even if they got caught, diplomatic immunity. And if they didn't play the game, bad things could happen to their families. Very bad things. I stopped trying to get invitations to their parties, and I wore earplugs every night to block out the techno music. Push it, push it, push it. Gotta do what you gotta do to survive. 
You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.